Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, this is uh, fantastic. For some reason, I decided I was going to get technical this morning and, um, and uh, pull up my message online here on my Google Docs drive, and for some reason, it's just like freezing up here. So this truly might be a freestyle here this morning, but let me just see here. I, I think I can find this. It says, document could not load. So... Um, so what I'm going to do, Greg, I'm going to give you this, and where it says freestyle, actually, if you go in my office and okay. then grab my computer. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it. It's in Google Docs. Okay. You okay. know what? You're not going to be able to figure this out. <laughs> so truly, I have this message in, in me anyway, so this is no problem. That's Jesus' plan for today. This is Jesus' plan. I, see, it goes to figure whenever, and actually it goes along with my message, talking about when like God moves you. And like he moved me to go technological this morning. I was like, you know what? I wrote it. I don't need to actually handwrite it. I typically, my, my process of message prep is I'll write a message. And then the morning before, I get up at 5 a.m. and I rewrite it by hand. It feels like I can just kind of get it in my being a little bit more. But this morning, it's like, you know what? No problem. And I guess it was a problem. But instead of you thinking like, oh, man, I'm not going to get the message that God has for me this morning because... Technology is not there. I want to promise you this. The words that I say this morning are going to be the words that the Lord is going to use me to give to you. That's going to encourage all of us. So let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you so much for Tom and his wife to lead us into your presence. What a sweet spirit they bring and, and bring us into God's presence. I thank you for the amazing things that you did in Plymouth yesterday, Lord, last night, and thank you for Greg and his leadership in that. God, the message that we have here this morning, I just, I pray that it just floods my heart that the words that are spoken this morning can be from you. And God, uh, that there wouldn't be anything of Mark there, Father, that is a distraction to the message that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I was, uh, I was in Canada a couple weeks ago uh, visiting my family. I'm from Ottawa, Ontario, and, and my kids went up, and my whole family went up, and my parents put on this cousin's camp for all of their grandkids. There's 12 grandkids, and for a week, they put on this amazing adventure uh, for the kids. They usually give a biblical theme for the week, and it was spectacular, but part of the process of them doing this cousins camps it allows us as adults now grown children for me to hang out with my siblings and their spouses it's interesting though i was i was at the the farm which actually is the same house since i've been 2 years old my parents live in the same place all except for 5 years when we when we moved to Oregon i'm going to tell you a little bit of that story but I was reflecting as I was looking at the farm. My parents are at the place where they're looking to retire and downsize. It's a 100-acre farm. It's so amazing what took place in, in a matter of those, oh, how old am I? So I've been there, well, they've been there over 40 years. And, uh, and now the city literally is a quarter of a mile from this 100-acre farm. You drive a quarter of a mile and there's row-by-row housings and shopping complexes. It's very strange. 
But I was getting a little sentimental, and I, I remember looking at my son, my littlest son, Elliot. He's nine years old, and that was the age that, um, that I was. He's eight, almost nine. My wife is trying to correct me again um, in front of the whole congregation. And anyways, I was reflecting on looking at my son and I was realizing that that was the similar age that I was having when, when my family decided to move from Ottawa to Oregon. My dad changed uh, his career the middle of his life, and, and he, he was a businessman um, and uh, retail, um, clothing retail, and then he decided he wanted to become a doctor. And I remember processing that. I, the memories flooded back, and it's like I'm starting to get sad. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss all my animals on the farm. I'm gonna miss my friends. I'm gonna go to a place that I don't know. It's not only going from Canada, but now I'm going to the United States of America, which, by the way, I love the United States of America. Anybody else love this country? And all the process that went through the, my mind, and so we took this road trip. We drove from Ottawa to Oregon, and we went, did the tour. You saw the, the Yellowstone National Park. We saw the, what's that called with all those four heads on Mount Rushmore? The Grand Canyon. We did the tour. But I remember the anxiety that I felt as a little boy making that big journey leaving the place that we know and that we're comfortable with and going to a place that we didn't really know what we were going to find. It's interesting, looking back, though, the five years in Oregon were probably the best five years of our family's life. It was amazing what God did to bring our family together during that time. But, you know, that would have never happened if I was the one making the decision as a nine-year-old, I'd be like, no, I want to stay. You know, probably one of the greatest moves that ever took place in the Bible was with a group of people of a population of 2.5 or 3.5 million people moved all at once. Do you know who that was? Those were the Hebrews, the children of Israel, who left Egypt and were going to be on this journey to this promised land. Imagine that, a move like that. Not only are you moving locations, you're moving to a, a part of the world that you never have been before, and it's not just a family, it is millions of people all moving together. But the uncertainty of that, you know, going out to a desert, the interesting thing is I have all these great scriptures that I had written down, <laughs> and now I'm going to have to recall them for you. If you'll turn to your Bibles into um, Exodus. So Moses leads these people out of Egypt, and they find themselves in the desert. And the, the desert's fine for a little while because they feel like, okay, this is the adventure. And how many of you are adventure seekers out there? You love adventure. So for you, moving is no big deal. It's like, great, where are we going? Let's bring it on. Bring on the adventure. How many people, though, don't like change? Yeah, you know, I just, I like to set it 
I set my routine. I set my life. And don't mess with it. Because once it's set, it's set. But here they are in the desert now. They've crossed the Red Sea. And the interesting thing in, in Exodus chapter 13, verse 22, what we find is now they're in the desert and they've got to realize that if God has called them, and by the way, please don't move unless God calls you. Because all you're going to be doing, all you adventure seekers, I'm talking to you now. Sometimes you just get bored and you've got to do something different. Can you check with God, please, first? Because you're going to get yourself in trouble if you don't check with God. And so here's the deal. They, they are following God and, and how they follow him is this. There's a cloud during the day and there's fire at night. And that was God's presence. And they said, as long as you follow God, you're going to be okay. Well, that was fine for the first little bit. Then they come across to the edge of the land of Canaan, and they send some spies, some 12 spies. They, they pick a, a person from each tribe and saying, okay, you representative of each tribe, you go in and spy out the land. And, and the interesting thing about this is there's only two people who get a good report. Joshua and Caleb. The rest of them were like, man, there's giants. There's, there's cities in there. We can't take this. And instead of them pursuing the move that God had for them into the promised land, they allowed discouragement to set in. The interesting thing about what took place before then, and this is really important for each one of us to understand, what took place is around that time before they went and spied on the land was they started to grumble. They started to get upset at Moses. Here's their leader who has brought them out of Egypt. They saved them from slavery. Now they're in Egypt and all, I mean, now they're in the desert and now they're grumbling. What, did you take us out into the desert so we just die of hunger? Oh man, these, these birds and this manna, this bread stuff, this, like we're tired of that. Give us some good stuff. Something about when we find ourselves in a place that is unsettling, it could very easily turn into grumbling, and it can go negative. And the interesting thing is, as they went negative, isn't it interesting that as they went into the, into the Canaan, the land that God actually wanted for them, they came across this probably about a year and a half into their journey, and, and they could have gone in then. But because of how they viewed their situation through negative lenses, they came back and said, ah, oh, there's no way. There's no way. It's so important when God moves us that we have the right perspective on the situation. Well, Joshua and Caleb come back, but it wasn't, uh, they didn't get the vote. So now they wander around in the desert for 40 years. Interestingly enough, that older generation never got to go into the promised land. It was only the younger generation and Joshua and Caleb that got to enter into the promised land. The interesting thing is that God brought them to that place. And they started following, but their negativity and their attitude and their perspective prevented them from going to the desired destination. 
until years later. You see, when God moves us, we have to have a God perspective. We got to begin to see what God sees and, and understand that we've got to trust Him, that we got to keep our eyes on Him, the cloud and the ball of fire. We have to understand that we've got to trust the leaders that God's placed in our life. Moses. And we got to trust the people that can begin to see. For some of us, we can't see the God perspective too clearly. And because we can't, we just trust on our own flesh. And then if we trust our own flesh, we sometimes get negative. As opposed to those who can see what God sees. And heighten our eyes and lift our eyes to see the possibilities. We need to hang around those people. Because left to ourselves, our negativity and our grumbling and our distrust of leadership will begin to wear away at the very promises that God has for us. So 40 years later, they finally get into the promised land but they could have been in 39 years earlier. What is God doing to move you in your life? And what is your perspective on that move? Some of you, you might be at the place of you're getting ready to go to college and God is moving you to that place. Some of you, actually I met a girl last night in Plymouth. She found the Lord just a year ago in South Africa and all of a sudden, God brought her to Plymouth State University. She checked out a church in the area and found a church that was very similar to her church. And she showed up at the church service last night and shared her story. She goes, I'm scared, but I know that God has called me here. She's starting her master's program at Plymouth State. She doesn't have it all figured out. She says, I don't know where I'm going to live. I think it's for us, especially us control people who like to have it all figured out. The people who don't necessarily like change will also struggle with the move because we like, we like our routine. You adventure seekers, you just going out for the adventure. You're not even checking in with God. Woo, the adventure, let's move. Maybe you're getting ready to move into an assisted living or move into retirement. Maybe you're moving from eighth grade to ninth grade. Maybe you're moving from elementary school to middle school. These moves, we've got to see that these just seem so natural sometimes. Maybe you're moving a town. And by the way, maybe God is speaking to you to move a church. We think Grace Capital Church is pretty awesome. But you know what? We are just and expression to the body of Christ. There are a lot of other great churches out there. And if God is saying, it's time for you to move, that you'll be willing to respond to him. I truly believe that when God says move, we need to respond, but it's how we respond will determine if we get to the promised land. Or how fast we get to the promised land. You see, I truly believe that God is all-knowing, all-powerful, 
God is God. He created the world. But many times, and most of the time, he works through people like you and I to accomplish what his desire is. To restore people to him, to restore communities to him. As many of you know, or maybe you don't know, depending on how long you've been here, we've been in this location in a month from now, three years. When we moved here, we moved from the middle school to this location. We prayed around this building before we moved. We believe that God gave us this place. And all along we said, God, what is our purpose in this city? And we felt like God was telling us the purpose of you, Grace Capital Church, is to see this community be restored. And I know when you think community, you, you kind of think of a buildings and city, but when we're saying community, we're saying people. To see people, do you just need to open your eyes just a little bit? I used to drive through Laconia and close my eyes. Not really, because I was driving, but it's like, I go like this. Whew. Oh, I'm through Laconia, thank goodness. Because it just kind of like, uh, it's like a, uh, of a city. And God planted me here five years ago, and I realized that this city is actually a mission field filled with people who need Jesus, filled with people who are just like wandering around with, without any hope. And the city's doing a great job. The planning department's doing a great job. The mayor's doing a great job. Our middle school is doing a great job. But, but the great job also needs to be done by the church. The church needs to come alongside and, and be a part of what that is. And so we move into this, into this building, and there are people who financially give and allow us to create this space to make it so beautiful that when people walk in, they thought, well, wow, how could a space like this? And by the way, if you saw it before we moved in, <laughs> you would know what I mean. But also, did you know that our lease is up the end of August? We've talked about, do we buy the building? Do we condoize this section of the building? Do, what do we do, God? And we've been, as a church eldership and church council and through the through conversations with many of you, we, we've wrestled through that and, and we realized that the age of the building, they would not be wise to buy the building because there's structural issues, there's things that would just be so costly for the church, we'd be putting so much money into a building and not into the ministry. So the question for us is, God, is it time for us to move? Is it time for us to move? And we know that it's a process, and the conversation's been processed a long time, and, and even though our lease is up at the end of August, we still have the option of a month to month until the end of the year, because, by the way, this building is under contract, not by us. <laughs> it looks like Genesis um, Healthcare is going to be moving into here. So it looks like, God, what do you have for us? And as much as I would say, I would love to tell you, well, we're going to do A, we're going to do B, we're going to do C, and I'm map mapping everything out for you. I can't tell you that. What I can tell you is we're looking for the presence of God. 
We're looking for the cloud and we're looking for the ball of fire. And we're following him. And we're saying, God, wherever you lead us, wherever you're moving us, we will trust you. And by the way, we also know that not only do we trust you, but the way that our, we, we process this, the way our attitude is, is going to determine whether or not we're going to get to that promised land, that place that he wants for us, and how soon we're going to get there. I will tell you some things that are on the table, just as a point. I'm going to bring this back to us personally for a moment, but I think it's important for us to begin processing this as well. The Belknap Economic Development Council has been working with the city, and actually this past Friday, the city closed with the Belknap Economic Development Council. They formed a new corporation and bought the Colonial Theater. The mayor had a meeting with me and said, hey, would you guys ever consider doing something with us and helping rehab this theater? Would you be a partner with us? And, and by the way, and I don't know if how true this could be, but maybe he just gave me a carrot to see if, uh, how, how well we would, what our ideas would be. And, and by the way, if you were to help, how would you guys like to use the, the brand new theater when it's done for rent-free for seven years? It's like, hmm, a building we don't have to pay for and a $15 million renovation on an 800-seat auditorium with a state-of-the-art everything? Hmm, let me think about that one for a minute. It's like, God, what are you doing? Could this be you? Well, we know that would be a process to do the renovation. Where do we go? Well, we connect to the middle school again and say, okay, well, how's the congregation going to perceive that? We're going to the middle school. Is this? Are we stepping backwards or, or what's happening? Are people going to like, oh... We finally get to where we're going to be, and now we've got to go back to set up and break down. But wait, wait. And you know, I even just heard my, my own voice say these words, and were they going negative? Were they going into, oh, man. Or do we turn this around and say, God, what are you doing to restore this community? God, what are you doing to build relationships? God, what are you doing? What is the promised land in front of us? Because if this is not for us, we only want what you have for us. Agreed? And I truly believe as how we digest, how we process, how we establish our heart condition for a move will really determine of how quickly we can get to the desired destination. Because I'll, I'll tell you something. I know this not would be not you, because this is not the nature of this church. But there might be some churches. There might be some people in churches all of a sudden like, oh, what's the leadership doing? They don't know what they're doing. They're just like going off the... Okay, just, just, just in case... Some of you were thinking of some other churches of people that would do that. Remember when they started grumbling against Moses? What happened? They turned negative and they stopped looking at the possibility of what God was doing. And I want to tell you, yeah, is it a pain to move? Absolutely. People might say, well, I gave money to fit up this place. Yeah, most of it's coming with us. Chairs, lights, all this would come down. 
But we also got a reduction of our rent for the first two years to allow us to do these modifications. So we're not, in essence, losing any money. But I would say that we are chasing after God. And we're chasing after the promises that God has for us to bring restoration to this city. It's kind of cool. These next few weeks, we're going to have an opportunity to hear from community leaders. But, but before I talk to you about this, before I talk to you about this, I just want you to process something else for you personally. Yeah, we're talking about a move as a church, and let me give you some other snippets of information. We'll have more meetings to get your input on it, but it looks like most likely we will be here until the 1st of October. But nothing's finalized and nothing's concrete. Um, We still want to hear from you. But this idea of moving for us personally, I want us to go from how we are going to respond as a church body, but I also want to talk to you personally about the stages of life that you're in. What stage of life are you in? What are you moving towards? And, and I know sometimes that might seem scary of the unknown of where God is leading you. Maybe it's a change of career, a change of school. Maybe it's a change of life that you're in. But the way that we posture our minds and our hearts will we be determined how quickly we get to the promised land, the desired destination that God has for us. I want us to, us to stay hopeful about the future for you personally. Some of you are even thinking about internships and, and what school should I be saying yes to? Let's look to God. Look for the cloud and look for the fire. Let's make sure our hearts don't get all negative and get all grumbly. But let's keep a positive outlook. A Caleb and Joshua and say, you know what? We've got obstacles, but we can take this because God is with us. If God is with us, who can be against us? Right? If God is with us, who could be against us? So the next three weeks, we're going to have this opportunity to called Town Talks. Watch this video for a second. I'll explain a little bit more about it. So we're having the next three weeks called Town Talks. You can leave that image up there if, if it's there. And, and at that process, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be hearing from community leaders. And the question for you is going to be why. Why are we going to hear from some community leaders? Because one thing I realize is we need to do this in partnership with our city. We need to realize that We're just not waiting for people to come to our church. We are going to be the church. 
And to be the church means that we need to function outside the walls of the church. The other thing is, if we're for a city, we need to learn about our city. How are we going to know the needs of the city unless we hear from those who are in our city talk about our city? So Town Talks is a three-week series that we're going to have people come, guests. It's going to be a little bit different. It will be more of a, a talk show host type of scenario. And uh, I will have the privilege of uh, interviewing our mayor, Mayor Ed Engler. He will be coming and speaking with us. And um, he is also the owner of the Laconia Daily Sun. He knows a little bit about our city. We want to hear from him. Also, we're going to have Chief, Chief Adams from our police department, our police chief. He's going to come, and we're going to learn from his perspective a little bit about our city. We're going to have the city planner, Shauna Sanders, who's going to come, and she's going to talk to us about her perspective from city government and planning for our city. We're going to hear from her. And then, actually, I just uh, had a conversation a couple days ago, and we might scoot in next week as well. The um, uh, pastor from, uh, oh, who's that guy that's running for president? Uh, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Pastor Cruz, Ted Cruz's father, um, would love to be interviewed as well. And I want to ask him what he feels like from a pastor's perspective, what the church's responsibility, because it's not only just for our town, but it's for our country. And hear from Pastor Cruz. He might be with us next Sunday as well. That hasn't been finalized. But we're going to hear from those people because, you know what? I truly believe that they're God, the Spirit of God is doing something new and fresh and that he is He's asking us to no longer be isolated to inside the walls of a church. But he's asked us as we're going on this journey into this promised land that he's also asking us to take the land. And when I say take the land, too often the church has been saying, well, we're against this, we're against that. But what if we started saying we're for this and we're for that? What if we say we're for this city? And we love this city. And Mr. Mayor, we pray for you because you are a leader of our city. What if we started saying, hey, police department, man, you've got to do a better job getting rid of those drugs out of our city. As opposed to what is our part to begin to help you reform the families of our city so these drugs don't even have an opportunity to be in our homes. What's our part you see, the church has been too silent in our communities, and as a result, we've lost our effectiveness in our communities. It's time for the church to be heard. And what are we saying? We're saying this, we love you. And we have truth that's not going to beat you over the head, but we have truth that's going to set you free. Does not people want to be set free from the things that they've been held in bondage for so long? Absolutely, yes. But how will they know unless they hear? And how will they hear unless we go outside the walls of this church and share this love of Jesus with others? And by the way, it's not just going to be standing on a street corner, which I know we don't do anyways, but we love to use the analogy but instead we're going to 
be in our schools, mentor kids. Instead, we're going to move into communities where there's hardships and a crazy place to live. And some of you are going to be called to be missionaries to our city. But we need to be learners of our city. We need to have the voice of God speak to us through our city leaders to say, what is this city all about? So when I look at what God is doing for Grace Capital Church here in Laconia, I say, God, you're on the move. And you're moving us. You're moving our physical location. And by the way, when we said our heart was for this city to bring restoration, to bring new life, do you maybe just think and dream with me for a moment to realize that maybe if somebody like a Genesis comes in and brings 100 employees downtown and utilizes this space, the only reason they would have even considered this space is because we were here. That we brought life and restoration to this location that now will bring other people that will come in and spend money and do shopping. And See, sometimes we get so spiritual we forget about the practicality of how God wants to bring life into communities. But I do believe that as we trust God and we look to Him and we only move where He is moving, as we check our hearts to make sure that we don't go negative and start grumbling, but we surround ourselves with the people who can actually see the possibilities, the Joshua and the Caleb, that we begin to cling on to the possibilities of saying, you know what, maybe God, you're using this church along with our other great churches in the community, to do something new and fresh to restore a city of people who are hurting, who are broken, who are lost, who need Jesus. Jesus is the only answer for this. And we have that answer. The days of the church being a place where people just gather are over. The days of the church where the people will go outside the walls and start being the church have arrived. You are the church. We are his people to restore a city back to Jesus. Let's sing this together. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com.